Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. Well, John, I think we're finally going to escape summer. <laughs> Do you think? We've been in jail here for like oh my goodness. five months now. It feels, like, it feels like forever that it's been in the 90s and... Uh, today's a smoker, you yeah. know, it being Friday and, uh, but tomorrow is the day Saturday supposed to be in the eighties yeah. and we're not supposed to see nineties again forever. <laughs> long, long overdue. Long overdue. Goodness. Speaking of escaping, boy, we barely escaped yes. North Carolina's yes. clutches. Good, good. Uh, Clemson, good game. Interesting. Clemson barely pulled that out. Um, but you know, good, good exciting. teams find a way to win. They may not have, have had their A game, but they won. I mean, that's, I remember the Georgia teams back in the eighties and it's like, yep. you know, they play ugly, you know, they should have lost, they won. And it, so that. It, five and zero. Oh. Yeah, Dabo made reference to to golf. He said, "You know," he said, "When I make a birdie, you know, I like hit it off the portalette and it just like rolls up there, and hey. I make a putt." He said, "But you know, when on the scorecard, it's still a birdie. There's no videos." That's right. And <laughs> so, oh, by the way, South Carolina won too. Just just saying, right. absolutely, it did. Hey, I'm 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 happy for and you guys. I mean, she was. Georgia's was doing well. We play Georgia in two weeks. Uh, week week from tomorrow. So uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. So it'll be interesting. It'll be a tough game. Uh, speaking of interesting, we have some interesting topics here. And uh, we're going to start off here talking about the 10 money myths that broke people believe. Yeah, there there's some statements in here, Steve, that you'll, uh, you know, we'll, our listeners will recognize, um, you know. And um, I, I have probably said one or two of them when I was younger. Um, certainly understand what they're talking about now uh, as we go through this. But uh, these are 10 things that um, just simply aren't true. And you've got to got to challenge yourself if you if you hear one of these and you 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 say it and so forth you need to think through it cuz um these are pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to follow that up with um time to review medical coverage. John, you know, it's that time of year when um you know there's open enrollment for Medicare and for uh the Affordable Care Act marketplace plans. And so it's a good time of the year to take a look at your medical coverage, make sure you're get you're in the best plan. And there aren't some improvements you can do um, switching to another plan. So we're going to go through some of the things to look for for medical coverage. Very important topic. Um, by the way, I am Steve Marbert. I'm a certified financial planner and a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro with over 24 years experience providing financial planning and investment advice. And I'm John Travis, also a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro. I have an MBA in finance and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 27 years. We're excited to have you listening to us today on our weekly show. Our podcasts are up every Friday afternoon. Yeah, check out our website, moneymd.net. Uh, we have a lot of tools on there in addition to the uh, podcast. have a couple of forms, some really good links out there for uh, those uh, folks that have college uh, um, kids or p- kids that are going to be going to college at some point or grandkids for that matter. Um, so go check out our website, moneymd.net. We also have a Facebook page that we post on and a Twitter handle, moneymd. And we'd love to hear from you. You can email us directly at info at moneymd.net, or you can link to us off of our website. We're going to start off here with the financial fact of the week. So did you hear the latest headline about the recession? It's, uh, it's coming, right? Not the latest one. It's, it's coming it's again. It's coming, still yeah. coming. 
Yeah, 2018, that's why the markets went down primarily is because there was a recession happening. Yeah, they've been talking about it now yeah. for almost a year. And now it's going to happen in 2020. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there, it, someday it is coming. There's no it, doubt. There's no doubt, but they're missing something. The unemployment rate in uh, August uh, was 3.7%. I mean, consumers are doing well, and they drive a lot of the market. It has been remarkable how strong the job market has been for a couple years now um, with Unemployment below 4%. Yeah. Really unbelievable. This is the seventh consecutive month the nation has reported a jobless rate of 3.8% or less. Steve, it's been almost 50 years since uh, 1969 that that has occurred. So, you know, you're right. There will be a recession. There's, you know, that's what happens in economic cycles. But, God, these people that try to predict this stuff, you know, they eat crow all the time. I don't know why they do it. Yeah, I don't either. Um, And, you know, I don't really see a recession coming anytime, you know, real soon. Um, Like you said, the unemployment rate is so low. The job market is so strong. And there are other strong parts of the economy, you know, like housing, um, new home construction, that kind of stuff. And so... It's just it just doesn't look like it's in the cards to me. I mean, we're we're still looking at GDP numbers that are, you mm-hmm. know, 2% or better. Yeah. Um this year. So, um anyway, very interesting fact of the week and that leads us up here to our first topic and that is the 10 money myths that broke people believe. Yeah, and let's face it, see, there's a lot of myths out there um that uh people believe and we're going to kind of mess those up today a little bit. So, and and we've all, you know, struggled with money over time and uh, made mistakes and you know, maybe you signed up for uh for every credit card you received in the mail or maybe you thought debt was a way of life or maybe you've fallen into the uh trap of the almighty FICO score as uh, Mr. Ramsey says. Um but don't worry, you're not the only one. We've uh, compiled a list here and we're going to go through it. This is uh out of the Ramsey organizations, and and uh, we got 10, 10 myths. We're gonna we're gonna uh, break today. And the first one is is I can always save later, right? Plenty There's always later. Yeah. There's Plenty always tomorrow. Well, if you want to stop living paycheck to paycheck, you've gotta you gotta save every single month. One in four people uh, in America today don't save uh, on a monthly basis. But the key to building a a solid future it really starts with you know, your budgeting activities and putting saving in that. And it doesn't start when you when you make more money. It starts today. And the more you can set aside now, even if it's just a little bit, uh, the the less you have to worry about that later. So you got to start, you know, with your, uh, your your budgeting. Dave has a great app. It's called Every Dollar. It's a great tool. But don't don't procrastinate on this. The sooner you start, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. And the second money myth that broke people believe, John, are that old cars just aren't safe. I have to drive a new car. I've heard that one a lot. Got to drive a new car. Yeah, you do hear that from time to time. You know, I mean, in Everyday Millionaires, Chris Hogan states that the average millionaire drives a four-year-old car with at least 41,000 miles on it. Now, that's not that's not terribly old, but at the same time, it's not brand new either. Um so, you know, millionaires are driving used cars. They're not driving, you know, brand new cars. And not only that, eight out of 10 millionaires drive off the lot debt free when they buy another car. Um, so if millionaires can drive used cars, then the rest of us can too. So you certainly want to you drive a used car if you want to save a lot of money. And let's face it, I mean, old car can be just as safe as a new car. Um, You just have to do your research. You have to buy a good car. Um, And when you buy a used car, you know, with cash, you don't have to worry about paying off a car loan, you know, after the car quits. (laughs) So, you know, buy a used car, save the money that you would have put toward a car payment. And in no time, you'll have enough money for a nicer, 
even a, even an upgrade car, um, you know, without the huge car payment. So yeah, don't spend your money on a brand spanking new car that you draw off the lot that depreciates, you know, 15% in the first year. Yeah, no doubt. Another one here on the list is my family won't be happy if I don't give them the best. And uh, there's obviously no denying that uh, family should be at the top of your priority list. And, you know, their happiness should, should definitely play into that. But if happiness is being found in stuff, then you might actually have a case of wontitis, as they say here. Wontitis is is the aftermath of discontent, believing that your stuff will make you happy, and and uh, it it doesn't. I mean, we see that a lot with people buying stuff and going into debt, and it just does not bring joy. So, you know, you want to make sure you take care of your family. It's it's obviously biblically correct to do that, but buying stuff doesn't bring happiness to people. So that's a myth. And another one here is I'm too old to win with money, and um, you're never too late. I don't care. I mean, we work with people in their 50s and 60s and 70s to make changes and paying off debt and, and building emergency funds. So, you know, Steve, retirement's going to look different for, for everyone. And maybe some, that's travel and leisure. And for others, it's a chance to maybe have a second career that you've always dreamed of. But maybe you should, you know, maybe you just want to leave a legacy for future generations of your family. So whatever it is, set those goals out in front of you and work towards them. And they can be small baby steps, as Dave. That's a great way of looking at it is take small steps to change your financial future and your family tree. Yeah, absolutely. And another one here is my credit score is everything. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting how people put so much emphasis on a credit score. Well, you know, your credit score is just another word for I love debt score, um, <laughs> as Dave puts it. Right. I mean, the finance industry has been working hard to secure the myth that a credit score um, is what you need to conduct business, purchase a house or buy a car. But the credit score really only judges you based on your relationship with debt. I mean, even if you have a million dollars, think about it, it doesn't count for yeah. your credit score. Dave, Dave tells the story. He's like, I could, I can't rent a, uh, an apartment, but he could buy the whole complex because <laughs> <laughs> exactly. he doesn't have a score. doesn't matter how much money you have. It's all about your credit score. I mean, it's pretty crazy, you know? So, um, you know, let us assure you that the economy won't fail and neither will you if you decide to attack your debt with everything that you have. Um, once you're, once you're out of debt and you're at peace with your finances, the credit score won't matter anyway because you won't need to borrow money. You'll be working off cash. Yeah. This next one, Steve, I remember saying this. I remember where I was driving. I used to live in St. Louis and, and I was going to go on a ski trip with some folks from work. And I'm like, you know, I, I deserve this. I earned right? it. Right? I work hard. Uh, and uh, this is a tough mindset to break, especially when you put in long hours at the office and worked overtime for weeks on end. And, and we get it. You know, we want to want you to celebrate by by having fun with some of that paycheck. But but you got to have spending with a plan, right? Um, you know, whether you're on vacation in your 20s or just plain, plain tired um, of working so much, you got you to gotta have a plan. And no matter where you are in your life, it's always smart to make a plan, track your spending, you know, so it's okay to enjoy some of that money, but, um, you know, you've got to, you've got to make sure that, um, that you're following the steps and that you have a plan, uh, out there as well. So, uh, you also have to be, um, disciplined. Um, that's another kind of myth is that there yeah. doesn't take discipline, but, you know, having uh, a plan and devising that, um, is the best thing that you can do to your fa- for your family to make sure that you're not going to burn them, uh, financially. So we've got some, some characteristics of debt-free living, and how to incorporate them into your own life. And one of them is a budget. you got to have a budget. Yes, you do. We like budgets, don't we? Yes, we do. <clears throat> All right, so that's number seven here. Number eight, we're kind of zipping through these, is I don't need insurance. 
It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know. People don't like spending money on insurance. We get it, but yeah, it's. Yeah, sure. You don't want to over-insure yourself, but at the same time, but, you got you got to protect yourself. Right, your so the, the purpose of insurance is really to transfer the risk uh, to a, a, an insurance company. They have a pool of people, and, you know, whether it's a house fire, a flood, or, uh, you know, a loss in, in the family, insurance takes the brunt of the loss, so financially you don't have to. So, you know, no matter if you rent or own your home, it's important to cover your bases. And, you know, if you drive, you got to have insurance. It's illegal to drive without it. And if you're living, breathing human, you want to have life insurance. So life insurance may sound morbid, but it's some, if something were to happen to you, you'd want to make sure that you take care of your loved ones with that policy. And, you know, we like term life insurance is, is our choice. Uh, that's what we you know yeah. kind of believe in. Whole life may have some some uh, options out there, but very very small. Um, whole life insurance covers you throughout your entire life, uh, which sounds pretty good, right? But um, the truth is that you'll spend a lot more throughout your lifetime on high premiums and may never uh, even see the cash value. So one other one I'll put on here about insurance is medical insurance. A lot of people feel like they don't need medical insurance, and mm. I know it's required now, but some people still don't have it, and that can bankrupt you if you don't. If you don't have medical insurance and you have to go into the hospital, big bills. Yeah, you got to make sure you have medical. And we're going to talk about that, you know, some of your options here in a minute when we talk about medical insurance. Um, but another uh, myth here, John, that broke people believe is that the neighbors have it. So why shouldn't I? Oh, the Joneses. That's right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you got to stop. You got to stop right there. Joneses yeah. have everything, don't they? Joneses <laughs> have everything. Apparently they do. They do. You know, that's that's what everybody wants to do is keep up with them. Right. But um, that's a very dangerous game when it comes to your finances and really your entire life. Um, you know, if you got eyes on what your neighbors have, then you might find yourself, you know, always envying somebody else, you know, and with a big hole in your pocket. I mean, pretty soon you're going to find yourself deeper in debt and chasing things that won't actually make you happy. So, you know, when you choose gratitude, you seek contentment with what you have. You're going to be much happier, so you don't want to play the game of trying to keep up with the Joneses. You want to focus on your own life and what's important to you and, and your own priorities. Yeah, and the last myth here is I will always be broke. And uh, Steve had a meeting this this last week with a, um, a a lady who is divorced and has two kids and going through a really really tough time. And mm. um, she's she's studying to to get another degree and. I just wanted to encourage her that, you know, you're passing through this place. You're not staying here. So, right. you know, always being broke is a, is a mindset. Um, you can change that. You can change your attitude. Uh, it's going to take hard work and motivation, but, but you can be successful with finances. And, um, you know, you got to, I would say one thing to do is listen to, to Dave's show. He's got a lot of motivating, uh, you know, conversations and topics on that, but always being broke is, um, you know, for some people it, that may be true. Maybe there's an illness or some other medical condition, but for a lot of people, it should be a passing through and you got to have the right mentality. Yeah, exactly. There's never too late to change your situation. So, you know, don't, don't, don't accept that, that situation if you're in a bad situation like that. Um, okay, good topic. And that leads us up here to our question of the week. Yeah, this is, uh, has to do with pension. Uh, have a, a lump sum option for my pension or a monthly income. What should I do? And, you know, there's, there's a couple of uh, different, uh, thoughts. Um, I guess the first, first question is, is how much is a lump sum versus the payment? So, yeah, you got to do some math. There's some, uh, there's an inherited, uh, interest rate built into that, right? So right. Sometimes we see them as low as two or three percent. I've seen them as high as eight. 
or nine percent. So, um, you know, that that's a factor into it. But also you have to look at, you know, if you're in poor health and you have a short life expectancy, then lump sum may may be better. Or if you don't think you're up to the investing challenge over time, then maybe a steady lifetime payment would be better. So there's a couple of different factors. Yeah. I mean, I like to sit down with clients that are that are, you know, looking at this situation and take a calculate the present value on uh, that income stream that they're they're offering you um, over your life expectancy and compare that to the lump sum and Mm -hmm. see which one's higher and you know find out what interest rate they're using to calculate to make those two equal um, like you said so um, you know that's one way of looking at it but like you said everybody's situation is different you know you have to be looking looking at um, you know whether the guaranteed income is important to you or whether having money left over at the end of your life that you can pass on to your kids is important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that would, that would, you know, lean toward the lump sum. So, but you also have to be willing to take some risk if you're going to take the lump sum to earn more probably than you're going to get through the, uh, through the pension. So you have to look at all those factors and, and weigh that out. Um, but, uh, it's a very important decision. There's no do overs there. Yeah, so you got to. Gotta done, make, it's done. Exactly. So you got to make sure that you make the right decision there, and we certainly can help you with that um, if you're facing that that question. So good question. That leads us up here to our next topic, and that is time to review medical coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, John, yeah, this is based on an article out of uh, Bottom Line Health, um, Charles <clears throat> Inlander. Uh, but, John, you know, it's it's always been difficult and confusing to figure out whether you have the best health insurance to meet your family's needs, and it never seems to get simpler, regardless of what Congress says. <laughs> you know, yeah. every time they pass a law, it seems to get more complicated. And this year, it's going to be harder than ever, they're saying. Um, and that's because it's that time of year again that most people can make changes to their insurance coverage. For, for 2019 coverage, open enrollment for Medicare plans runs from October 15th through December 7th. And um, for the Affordable Care Act plans, Obamacare plans off the marketplace, it runs from November the 1st through December the 15th. <clears throat> so it's critical that you review your your needs and make sure that you have the best options to protect you. So here are some of the key changes that you might want to know about and to take a look at um, for this year's review. Um, the first one is short-term health plans are now available. Um, Congress... One that while they didn't repeal the Affordable Care Act last year when they tried to do that, the administration did clear the way for insurers to offer short-term policies with renewability options ranging from 12 months to three years um, that are aimed toward people who are un- unable to afford the comprehensive plans that were mandated <clears throat> under the Affordable Care Act. So while the average premium of the Affordable Care Act plans um, is a lot more than these plans. In fact, the, the silver plan, which is the middle plan, runs about $481 a month on average for a 40-year-old non-smoker um, off the Affordable Care Act plan marketplace. But a short-term plan that may cost for the same person would cost as little as maybe $160. But there are some strings attached. It's not an apples-to-apples comparison. Yeah, with these plans, the, the uh, benefits are limited. Um, plus, they can also exclude anyone with a pre-existing condition, um, you know, such as, you know, bronchitis, uh, skin cancers, history of heart disease. Um, so, you know, the take on it is really if you can't afford a comprehensive ACA plan, 
and you don't have any major pre-existing conditions, this may be a viable short-term option, particularly if you're healthy. And uh, however, you might want to also look at uh, some other medical sharing plans like MediShare as well. So those medical sharing plans also exclude pre-existing conditions, and uh, they, they do tend to be much lower cost than the ACA for, for people who don't qualify for any tax credit stipend. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a short-term option, but uh, MediShare, we hear a lot of people looking at that as well. Right. So there are a lot of, a lot of things you can look at in that regard. So. Good, good point. And then um, also, though, the Medicare Advantage programs are now offering some extra benefits. Um, so if you're on Medicare, you're over 65, this is something to look at. And Medicare Advantage programs are the, the programs, by the way, that kind of replace Medicare that are sold through uh, private insurers. Right. Um, <clears throat> but they replace the uh, Part A, B, and C with the prescription drug coverage. Uh, well, D, I guess they are part C is what they are. Uh, Medicare Advantage programs are allowed to offer supplemental benefits not available to the traditional Medicare programs, such as limited dental coverage, discount on eyeglasses, hearing aids, gym memberships. But now Medicare Advantage programs may offer additional benefits that are if they're deemed health related. Um, this could cover services such as adult daycare, home aids, to help with daily living activities such as bathing and dressing, um, transportation to medical appointments, home safety modifications like a bathtub, grab bars, and wheelchair ramps. So these programs are not available to enrollees in the traditional Medicare programs, but they're <clears throat> um, each insurer with Medicare Advantage plans can offer some, none, or all of these new options. So the plan can modify their premiums to cover the cost as well. So, you know, what you need to do is if you're, if you're currently enrolled in Medicare Advantage plan, you need to call or go online to see if your plan is offering any of these uh, new programs and if they're going to be available to you. And, um, you know, if not, you, you may want to look on, look at getting a different, you know, Medicare Advantage plan that would cover those options. Yeah. So another thing you need to put on your list is uh, reviewing your existing coverage. Even if you don't want to change your existing health insurance, uh, you need to review the plan to see if there's been any changes made for the next year. So if you have a uh, prescription drug coverage, uh, make sure that those medications are, are still being covered. Uh, the plans are required to send you a list of all the covered drugs each year before re-enrollment. And, you know, you can call the insurer to ask about your, your drug coverage, which would be a smart move because they can change their list really at any time. And also check to see if your you know doctor is on there still and the hospitals and so forth. And if you're on an ACA plan, go to healthcare.gov to see whether new plans have been added that will better suit your needs. So, uh, you, you know, even if you're not changing, you need to check it out. Yeah, you need to see what you have currently and what's available. Um, and then also make sure you're taking advantage of the Affordable Care Act tax credit stipends um, if if that fits your situation. So if your employer doesn't have coverage and you are considering how to cover yourself and your family due to the change, then don't forget to check out the Affordable Care Act healthcare marketplace. Um, I like going to ehealthinsurance.com is one of my favorite websites for medical insurance because it'll give you quotes off the marketplace without putting in any of your personal information, just your like your date of birth um, and, and the number of people in your family. And you don't have to talk to an agent. You don't have to give them your actual name. Um, so if you're a family of five and your household 
has income of less than $120,000 per year and your employer doesn't offer health insurance, then you'll still qualify for a significant tax credit, um, which will pay for the majority of the cost of most Affordable Care Act policies. Um, so most people don't realize that, but $120,000 a year, that's a, that's a pretty high income. Mm-hmm. But if you have a family of five, you still qualify. You're still less than 400% of the, the federal poverty level, according to, um, <clears throat> the, the Affordable Care Act. So even one person making less than $50,000 would still qualify for a, a tax credit, um, resulting in a much reduced premium. So again, your employer, has to not offer group medical coverage um, for you to qualify. But if that's the case, then don't overlook those tax credits for buying it off the marketplace because that could be a very viable option for for giving you um, very affordable coverage. Um, the next point here is to know your coverage. I mean, you know, this guy talks about his nephew <clears throat> who doesn't have health insurance for an, from an employer. So he recently purchased a plan through the healthcare marketplace and, um, you know, he goes on to ask him afterwards, you know, well, what's your, what, what does your cover, does your plan cover? And it was, it was nothing. I mean, the guy really had no clue. He couldn't tell him anything. And that was his nephew. So, I mean, th- his nephew is not unusual. Most of us, including the majority of us on Medicare, uh, people on Medicare really don't have a good idea of what's covered by their health insurance policies and their plans. And, you know, many of us have been shocked, you know, to get a bill that runs into hundreds or even thousands of dollars for the total cost of a service that we thought were covered. So our advice is to really understand what your health insurance plan covers. Yeah, you actually have to read the policy. That's Yeah, that's different. That's yeah. not fun. Well, they do have summaries of them that you can pull they off do. the website usually. But you also have to watch out for exclusions. It'll it'll say what's excluded and so forth. But, um, you know, I mean, these, these policies are detailed, and you got to understand what's in and what's out. So, um, you know, if you're confused, then you can call the company up. Yeah, it's very, very important. You want to make sure that you understand what's in those plans. Um, but you also want to tap into the new technologies. I mean, Medicare has introduced, you know, a what's covered app now that you can download free onto your smartphone or tablet. You get this app um, on the Apple st- app store or Google play, and it'll allow you to look up the services and the procedures such as an MRI, diabetes screening, lab test to see if it's covered by traditional Medicare and what percentage did you pay. Um, you know, plus there's a list of the free preventive services that you can get as well. So even if you're in a Medicare Advantage plan um, or you're in a personal, uh, you know, health care plan, um, most of those provide similar access through apps directly off their website. So check that out with your insurer. And, you know, if all else fails, pick up the phone, you know, call your insurer, call the number on the back of your, your insurance card um, and ask them if a service is covered and, you know, if there are any changes for the year. And if you're on Medicare, then call 1-800-MEDICARE um, or go on their website to find out what's covered by your plan. But it is time to review your medical coverage, so make sure you don't overlook that for this time of year and make sure you have the best coverage for you and your family. And that leads us up here to our final thing, and that is the prescription of the week. Yeah, this has to do with uh, Google Maps for businesses. And, uh, Steve, I think everybody goes on Google and, and looks for plumbers or restaurants or whatever. And the the interesting thing is is that uh, a, a recent Wall Street Journal investigation estimated that there were 11 million fake listings on Google's online mapping service. And hundreds of thousands are appearing every month. Wow. 
Google knows about it, but I think the volume is just overwhelming. So what they what how the scam works is, um, you know, when you type in your search to query a, a a business, the top results include a Google Map, and they have those red push pins. And what's happening is a uh, a shady business will flood a geographic area with dozens of fake listings that appear closer to you and more legitimate than they really are. It basically goes to a call center, and then that referral service sounds like they're close, but they're not. They could be overseas. They uh, they actually give it to a business that has not been vetted by Google. So um, one of the things we would recommend is that you go into Yelp.com and, and yep. see reviews. So do some research on it. Uh, if you only see name, address, and phone number, uh, you know, no website, no business hours, then you may want to look elsewhere. But I think looking at reviews, I know that's, that's what we do. Tammy spends a lot of time doing that, reading them and yeah, making sure it's that. legit, um, you know, is, is important. I always do that too. I mean, you learn so much else extra from reviews. So I like to go review, read reviews from, you know, people I'm going to use and, uh, you know, check out Angie's List, Yelp, and, you know, other places and check out their website for, for Pete's sake. Make sure they have a real website. Yeah. They're not just some little low, like you said, it's a, fa- a fake ad that they're just trying to sell that information that lead to some other local company or more local company um, that's just buying the lead. So, you know, you don't want to do that. You want to make sure, take the time to make sure that you're getting a reputable business when you when you you know call and and uh, or click on you know uh, an ad mm-hmm. and uh, schedule a service, make sure that's not just being referred out to somebody. So great prescription of the week, and that brings us to a close for this week's edition of Money MD. Tune in next week to hear more prescriptions for your financial health. Check us out on our website moneymd.net. Email us your questions at info at moneymd.net or give us a call at Richard Young Associates at seven zero six seven three nine. 0725. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Have a good one. This program contains general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. This broadcast is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Smart Investor Pro is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Gang Associates, a registered investment advisor. 